Global stocks and bonds are ending the year pricing in a soft landing, something most thought very unlikely at the beginning of 2023, when central banks were hiking interest rates rapidly in a desperate attempt to control inflation rates not seen in decades. Many thought it would end in tears. Instead, unemployment remained low. Most economies avoided recessions and inflation was wrangled back to earth. Now, markets are pricing in rate cuts next year. So how did we get to here from there? In this and our special 100th episode of 5 and 5 with ANZ, we look at the five key moments in 2023. The year of the soft landing and one standout performance, India. As ANZ economist Diraj Nim explained after much stronger than GDP growth for the September quarter. So it looks like, you know, the 7% is the new normal for India, or 7% plus is the new normal for India, which is quite surprising because the kind of global growth slowdown you're witnessing, India is standing out very well. Now first in 5 and 5 with ANZ for our special 100th episode, bond and stock markets are ending the year pricing in a soft landing. Who would have thought 100 episodes ago, after over 500 basis points of tightening, the fastest since the 1970s, that the world's largest economy, the United States, would end the year not in recession and with unemployment below 4%. Here's ANZ's head of G3 Economics, Brian Martin, with his surprise for 2023. How resilient labour markets have been in the face of such aggressive central bank tightening, not just in the States where it was the largest tightening in over 40 years, but record tightening in um, the euro area as well. And labour markets have held in really, really well. So for me, that I thought was a really sort of striking point of how resilient uh, economies were, despite how aggressive central banks were. Who would have thought a year ago with, you know, Fed funds rate at 5.5 and we've had two wars and Unemployment is below 4% in a bunch of places. Absolutely. In the United States, it's only 0.3% above uh, its record low of 3.4%. So remarkable. And in Europe, down at 6.5%, we're pretty much at record low unemployment rates as well. And even here in the UK, yes, unemployment has ticked up. But current levels are still, you know, very, very close to the lows we saw uh, last year. I think unemployment at the moment is 4.2, the low is 3.8. Number two, 2023 was the year central banks paused their rate hikes and talked tough about holding them up at higher levels than previously expected and for longer. One of the best examples was in New Zealand, where the Reserve Bank was amongst the first to start hiking in late 2021, to the point where it was saying at the end of last year that it actually wanted to cause a recession. Here's ANZ New Zealand Chief Economist Sharon Zollner with what she saw as one of the big moments of 2023. The Reserve Bank calling a pause with their last hike in May was a a pretty big event for the market. It was unexpected after what was a very stimulatory budget, but then they've stuck to that as the data has waxed and waned. But, of course, we've now seen them more recently wondering if they really have done enough. 
Uh, so I think that the big theme for 2023 is going to be, um, you know, the, the question for the market is when are they going to cut? Yeah, it's not a given as yet that the next move is a cut, but it's obviously looking much more likely. But we think the, the battle of wills between central banks and the market still has a, a way to play out because I think the market perhaps tends to forget that a recession was, of course, the Reserve Bank's plan a year ago in the November statement. That was all the headlines. Reserve Bank basically admits it wants to cause a recession. So in that light, the fact that the data has now come in weaker, it is actually more in line with what they originally thought was going to happen when they called a pause in hikes. Number three. In Australia, the pause in rate hikes had something of a late hiccup on Melbourne Cup Day, with the last little hike to 4.35%, after the RBA had held the rate at 4.1% since June. Now that rates are finally seen as solidly on hold until well into next year, One of the themes of 2023 has been a divergence between consumers with mortgages now relieved that rate hikes have ended and renters still seeing rents rising and also businesses seeing consumers very much keeping their wallets and credit cards in the deep freezer. Here's ANZ economist Maddie Dunk on that divergence. We've seen a bit of a divergence probably in the trends in consumer confidence and business confidence. For a long time, business confidence has been holding up a lot better than consumer confidence, but it does seem that business confidence is starting to fall. Businesses are more wary about the outlook and what's to come in 2024. And I think in contrast, maybe some consumers, particularly those people that are paying off a mortgage, are feeling as though they've seen the peak in rates and that maybe the worst is almost over or they're they're in the middle of the storm at the moment and they've got some things to look forward to later next year. Number four, the other big theme for 2023 has been China's stuttering recovery out of COVID and whether it could stave off a much sharper slowdown because of troubles in its property sector and because consumers are remarkably reluctant to consume. Here's ANZ's Chief Economist for Greater China, Raymond Yung, on China's soft landing to come next year. We are seeing that China will enter a soft landing scenario in 2024. The GDP growth rate uh, will be down to 4.2% next year and uh, 4.0% the year after. That's uh, 2025. Now, if you look at 4.2% headline growth rate, that represents around 1% quarterly growth know, on average over the year. And bear in mind that this year will likely be slightly above 5%. So uh, even with 4% growth or 4.2% growth um, of our forecast is basically still below the potential growth. But it's not too far away. Number five. And lastly, the standout large economy for 2023 has been India. Here's Dirajnim, ANZ's economist in India. To say it very simply, India is in a growth sweet spot. We just had the Q3 GDP data released the last week, and it was a massive upside surprise. The market was expecting about 6.8% growth. We were at that optimistic at about 7% growth. It came in at a staggering 7.6% growth. That's hardly any slowdown from the previous quarter that was 7.8% growth. So it looks like, you know, the 7% is the new normal for India, or 7% plus is the new normal for India, which is quite surprising because the kind of global growth slowdown you're witnessing, India is standing out very well. But could you tell us where has that growth come from? What's what's driving it? 
So from a very macro perspective, you know, domestic demand resilience is something that has surprised everybody on this upside in India's growth story, even though external demand is a bit of a drag, as is widely expected given the global trade slowdown. There was a substantial recovery in the supply side of the economy as manufacturing staged a comeback. You know, it was much needed. Manufacturing was reeling under the pressure of commodity prices. And now that it's begun to ease, you know, manufacturing has made a comeback. And and I think that was the biggest surprise to us. Uh, Apart from that, the government intervention in the economy via the means of CapEx, you know, capital spending remains very strong, which is driving the investment rate. And and I think that was also one of the key drivers of of growth uh, in Q3. Dear Ashnim there. I'm Bernard Hickey. That was 5 and 5 with ANZ for Monday, December the 18th. Our five things from 2023 for our 100th edition. And tomorrow, in our 101st edition, we look at the five themes coming for 2024. And then on Wednesday, our last edition for the year, ANZ's Chief Economist Richard Yetzinger wraps up the year that was and previews the year to come with ANZ's final quarterly report. This podcast contains general information only, not investment advice. You should obtain advice for your personal circumstances before making any investment decisions. Please view the podcast disclaimer available via your media player or email.